0: scary at 3am my name is john and with me as always is the uh, ever quieter mandy uh is
1: quieter a word
0: uh, quieter is a word yes
1: oh, you you, I am quiet. you are
0: decreased in volume
1: i am it's not my fault though
0: <laughs> she got she she was partying last night and she was really excited
1: that is not what was happening <laughs> i woke up with a like a random cough and then for the rest of the day, my throat's just been stupid this entire day. So if I sound ridiculous, that's why. But we, we refuse to keep the podcast from you guys. You deserve to hear us in all of our glorious quietness. Yes, because
0: if I have to hear it, you have to hear it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> anyway, um, tonight is, is kind of special for me because I'm, I'm really excited about what's going on. Um, this is this is probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, it's the uh, the 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 tail end of, of John Halloween Carpenter's uh, A- apocalypse trilogy or annihilation trilogy, depending on which person that you hear from it. Uh, it is 1994's In the Mouth of Madness, written by Michael DeLuca. uh he of Judge Dredd and Freddy's Dead fame. Uh, starring Sam Jurassic Park Grant uh, Neil uh, with Jürgen Das Boot and Julie Carmen, who the only person I could really find on that she's she's been in a bunch of things, but she was in Fright Night too.
1: Sam Neil is also in Event Horizon, which is my favorite horror movie.
0: She has concerns about that one because I kept forgetting. He refuses
1: to... to put that on there, and I don't understand why. It is such a look, good movie. Look,
0: he did he did in the Mouth of Madness. He did Jurassic Park. He did Merlin. I'm done. I am offended. He also he also did Daybreakers, which is probably one of the better um, newish vampire movies.
1: Yeah, I agree yeah, with that. I agree
0: with that one. Um,
1: we were pleasantly surprised by that one, actually. John
0: Carpenter, everybody knows him from everything. He was he did uh, a lot of different things. Uh, Escape from New York. He did. Um,
1: scream. No, oh. no, Scream.
0: That was Wes uh, Craven. Wes Craven.
1: Yeah. yeah sorry. Uh, so sorry. John
0: Carpenter did uh, Halloween. Halloween. He did uh he did oh what was that one movie that's uh he did Big Trouble in Little China. He did I about that. Prince yeah. of Darkness, he did the thing.
1: Prince of Darkness, yes. which is another one of John's favorite movies. Yes. that, uh, he... that she
0: cannot watch. She, she I put it on
1: I fell asleep as
0: soon as like two seconds in, it's amazing to watch. Um, it's it's <laughs> right after uh, the the mustache guy sees like the uh, it's like it's, it's it's before even Egg Shen gets shown up. It's like no, you gotta know about all the different things. For her. no, she's down. It she's just out. I don't know. It's like a a. I don't even know. It's like a post hypnotic suggestion. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I actually do use it.
0: Like if I I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna be playing D D, honey. It's like well, no, we got other things to do. Okay, can you watch this for a couple of seconds? Boom, down. Like, it's amazing. That I ex- love it.
1: That explains the last time. Yep. Yeah,
0: you thought you were being abducted by aliens. Nope, I, I it's thought just, I, was, I I needed some quiet time.
1: It's just a boyfriend who hates me.
0: <laughs> um, I, I love this movie. I really do. Uh, which is funny because it also commits most of the cardinal sins that I have for movies. Uh, it shows the very end of the movie at the beginning. Which I, I don't like. I didn't like well, that. Well, yeah,
1: you didn't like it and friggin' <laughs> I didn't like it in The Crazies. In the I don't crazies. like it in a lot of movies.
0: I don't like nonlinear storytelling just because it's like, well, I already know what to expect now. I like things to be a surprise. Um, this one does it, uh, but it does it with John Glover for like... Is it John Glover? I think so. Yeah. Uh, for like a little bit. Uh, he's uh, the dude stuck in the, uh, the uh, insane asylum... Right before uh, Sam Neill kicks somebody else in the balls. I don't remember. Uh, he's, the, he's the, like, um... He's so, so crazy. I, I, I know that
1: I've watched this movie with you before, but I can't remember yeah, um, it very I well. I
0: really love John Glover just because he was in... Um, he, he did a lot of... I want to say it was the Grey Matter series. Uh, he oh, read them
1: that's why. for
0: uh, Stephen King. He also did... Uh, he was Lionel Luther in Smallville.
1: That guy! Smallville. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he, okay.
0: was in, uh, he was one in one of the more interesting else. movies. If you ever get a VHS copy of Mel Gibson's Payback, uh, Mel Gibson's Payback is not the normal black of a VHS tape. It is a blue. It's a, like a navy blue. I don't know why. I'm sure somebody can tell me if you want to comment or send us a message. At e- uh, sat3am.com. Uh, or uh, at ESAT3AM uh, at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us a message there. If you know why uh, these VHS tapes are blue, uh, you can Big tell me.
1: deal. Rugrats was orange.
0: Well, yeah, but that was a Nickelodeon thing. Why is Mel Gibson's tape blue? <laughs> it's a Mel Gibson. It's not even a great Mel Gibson movie. I, I will say that it was kind of cool. It had James Colburn in it, a couple other randos in it. But it's
2: blue.
1: That is interesting. Mm-hmm. There's another movie. Oh my god, I remember whenever we used to have VHS, but I cannot remember what movie it is now. I mean, it's been freaking forty-five years since I. When I used to
0: have VHS, and I look over to the 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 wall of VHS tapes that I have.
1: I used to have VHS, not uh, you. Okay, so we're not mixing our stuff now. No, we all know that you have a problem.
0: (laughs) I have a problem with good value, honey. You can get a VHS tape for a lot cheaper than trying to find the DVD at half price. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> it's because they're they're outdated.
0: They're vintage.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what. it well, is. Well, I'm
0: sorry I didn't uh, you know try to to slap a whole bunch of random 1950s crap into a movie and then call it Avatar, But I mean, it's the same concept. You can't
1: offend me if both of us think that that movie could have been better.
0: You were really, like, super on its side at the very beginning, though. You, like...
1: Because the idea offensive. for it was... It's really a great bad. idea. Okay. We anyway, we we're were good will good talk about it
0: later. You know? But anyway, back to In the Mouth of Madness. <clears throat> um, I watched this originally with my uh, my family when I was a lot younger. Uh, at we, we didn't see it in the theater. We watched it on, on TV, and it was disturbing. Uh, certain things that the... Uh, uh, Julie uh, Carmen says in the middle of it, uh, you know, it's like, oh, uh, you know, it's uh, reality is, is just the thing that uh, we all agree on the like interesting situations like that. Um, It, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it's, it's a lot of goofball stuff. But if you look at it from a carpenter point of view, you're like, okay, I guess I could see that. Uh, It's also is kind of interesting. The way that it works out is Sam Neill uh, is uh, a, insurance adjuster he goes in and he tries to catch people who have been lying on their insurance claims uh he gets pulled in by a major publisher to go ahead and find a, a particular author named Sutter Kane, who's apparently uh way better than Stephen King and you know the Beatles and all that kind of stuff it's, it's it's that kind of situation uh so he does his best to try to figure out where he is he goes to the town where he finally figures out where Sutter Kane is hiding and turns out the town has somehow been infected with uh, an Eldritch Evil, uh, as uh, originally started because Sutter Kane was hearing voices in his head, but later on because he was helping warp reality around him. Um, And not because Sutter Kane wanted to, but because the voices in the dark that were speaking through him uh, were wanting it. Uh, It's one of those uh, H.P. Lovecraft kind of... We were the old ones. We want to way back into the the world, but we can't get into a kind of situation, and the stuff that happens in it, especially like the there's weird little bits. the 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 makeup and the artwork and everything else that's done in this movie is crazy. I mean, it's very high up there with uh, you know uh, Carpenter's works. Uh, probably, you know, this probably wouldn't be my favorite one if it didn't one have Sam Neill in it. Who I don't know why, but that man is just.
1: You have a man crush on. I know Sam it's Neill. it's
0: not. I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he is always really dapper in movies. He's like he's always very like put together. And I always wanted to be that put together as Sam Neill in any one of the movies. Even in this movie, he's got like ink and crap all over his face and he's smoking a cigarette.
1: Not in Event Horizon. In Event Horizon, he was freaking bonkers after he gets all...
0: After he gets all crazy. Well, yeah,
1: before that, he's a but, doctor. Yeah,
0: before he's the doctor. And he was dealing with some tragedy, but he still, even though that happened, he still went on the Nostromo and he got all, like, let me explain to you how uh, my warp bubble works. Uh, you take a pin okay, here, and ruining, you put the pin here, ruining, and you put it together. You're
1: ruining my movie. Well,
0: you're the one who had to sass about Sam Neill. Well, you brought the Sam Neill wrath out on me.
1: I told you he had Daybreakers,
0: a Daybreakers, uh, he it's is the the head vampire guy who's, like, running the, he's, or is he like a mid, he's like a middle management vampire, uh, isn't
1: he? I, maybe. <laughs> uh, but he uh,
0: in in Merlin he is the titular character, so he's always a good like he, he looks well put together. He seems like he knows what he's doing all he's the time. He's always
1: one of the main characters though. Like he's such a he's such a
0: well not in Thor Ragnarok where he was uh, the <laughs> Odin guy, which I I, I I was like hold on and I I'm I'm setting up the movie and I I'm like. Like scanning towards it, trying to find the the right part. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe! And she's like, yeah, that's Sam Neill. I was like, I didn't
2: know. (laughs) It was so angry at me because I was like, okay, okay, Okay. you know, because he's supposed to be Odin in that movie, and he's all you know, long gray hair, eye patch, everything like that. I just,
0: I, you know, it's because I wasn't really paying attention. I just wanted the movie to kind of just hurry the hell up and get to the crazy shit that I'd seen in the trailers. Uh, also uh, in the movie is Jürgen Prochnow playing the Sutter Kane character. Uh, Jürgen Prochnow, if you recognize him from a lot of different movies, uh, my favorite ones are uh, uh, *Dune*. He is uh, Duke Lido Atreides, uh, and in um, *Wing Commander*, uh, where he is not the Cario character that they always show him on the box. He's actually uh, the God was he? he's the XO of the ship, I believe. He starts whining about the pilgrims. He's he's that guy in the middle of it, and basically he gets to yell at Freddie Prince Jr. Which, at that point in time when the movie came out, uh, especially after watching uh, Wing Commander, I was really wanting to yell at at Freddie Prince Jr. So, really, you know, these two really cool guys get to do things that I've always wanted to do: one look really dapper, and two yell at Freddie Prince Jr.
1: Why would you want to yell at Freddie Prince Jr.?
0: Because he screwed up.
1: He married Sarah Michelle Gellar. Obviously, he did something right in his life.
0: I'm not saying he didn't do anything right with his life. I'm saying he done screwed up. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He effed up uh, Wing Commander.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. You sound really upset about it. Yeah,
0: I, I got a little bit of salt about it.
1: Out of all... Look,
0: just because you didn't play Origin System games back in the day, I'd have to learn how to fucking fix your (laughs) goddamn computer to where it would run one of those goddamn things. Oh my god, I hated that shit. Out of
1: all the flavors, Uh, you choose I I am at least,
0: I am a pink Himalayan salt, thank you very much. I am full of minerals and deliciousness.
1: (laughs) But still salty.
0: Still salty. Anyway... Uh, So we're going to get watching this movie because I've been kind of gilding the lily as much as possible since Mandy's got a little little throat tickle here. Oh, poor girl. Uh, But we will be back. My suggestion uh, is if you you have the ability to, uh, watch In the Mouth of Madness. If you are in a car, pull over, uh, stop, take about an hour and a half out of your day, watch the show, enjoy yourselves, Uh, maybe go get a coffee. I don't know. You know, watch it on your, your your streaming platform of your choice. I'm not sure where it's at right now. Uh, I own this movie on several different formats. It's it's from
1: 1994, you guys, so it'll it'll probably be easier just to find it on Amazon.
0: Or, or Shudder. might be on Shudder. I don't know. Mm-mm. Could be. And that's not on Shutter? I doubt it. Yeah. <sighs> the one time you failed me, Shudder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, seriously, check it out. It's It's a lot of fun, and we will see y'all in just a little bit.
1: Yep. Mad. The riots
0: began because the stores could not meet the demands of Sutter Kane's novel in the mouth of madness. Kane disappeared two months ago without a trace. He's the guy that writes horror
2: books. You can forget about Stephen King. Kane outsells them all.
1: I need to know if he's alive or dead, and I need that book. It's a setup. It's a setup. I just have to work out how it's set up. Kane's writing has been known to have an effect on his readers.
2: See this? It's a map. This whole thing has been staged. You just get out. This is not reality. It's all happening for real, Trent. <sighs> Whoa!
0: hope so. The movie comes out next month. <laughs> and we're back. I love this movie. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah. One of the best parts uh, about watching this movie multiple times is that you start to notice things uh, that you you didn't really notice the first time around. Uh, one of the interesting parts is is that there are so many other people in here. I forgot about a lot of them. Um, the you know John Glover I mentioned earlier, but I forgot that uh, David Warner's in it uh, for a little bit. Then you have uh, Charlton Heston. You have guy who's that that one guy? I want to say there's there's a bunch of just random.
1: Hayden
2: Christensen. Hayden
0: Christensen. He's the little kid at the very end uh, who's like,
2: he's like, hey, mister, you been in an accident? Who's Anakin Skywalker, mm-hmm. by the way? Anybody who doesn't know?
0: Uh, then you had Charles, what I already said Charles. No, yes, you okay. did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it has uh, Viggo, uh, the actual actor who played Vigo in Ghost Ghostbusters Busters. 2. Yep. Uh, he's, and when you, you hear his voice, you... Remember that? Yeah, they dubbed him in Ghostbusters too because that is. Did they? Yeah.
2: Oh, I thought he yeah, like was no, doing the good acting thing and giving his voice.
0: The guy who does it, which is funny, uh, is the uh, the older guy from uh, uh, Judge Dredd. The remember the the one who takes the walk? Yep, that guy.
1: No freaking way!
0: Yeah, which is also funny because I was uh, told repeatedly during the show that uh, Jurgen Procknow is also in Judge Dredd.
2: Yeah, that guy's yes. also in Judge Dredd.
0: Yes, I love this movie.
2: <laughs> he's the guy who convinces the he's, he's the, the evil main judge guy. the main judge. Yeah, to yeah. He's, he's the friend of Armand. Uh, what's his name? Armand, Armand DeSante. DeSante. Yep. Yeah, Rico. I always think of him in uh, the Odyssey.
0: He was in the Odyssey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which was the the TV version? Mm-hmm. Oh, god, he was. Was he was he uh, like? He was. He was. A, he was Odysseus, Odysseus. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so weird because it had so many random people. Remember the guy who could see like to the sky, and it was like his eyes would like iris open a little bit more.
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we we'll got to watch that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Eventually, uh, not for this. Not
2: for this, but just watch a period.
0: But this is a this is a very fun movie. If you haven't watched it, again, I really highly suggest that you watch it. I highly suggest you watch it in the widescreen version because uh, for some reason I had the option to choose between widescreen and full screen on this one. Never watch anything in full screen. I don't understand the point of, of even having that on. Ugh. I don't even understand it. But we're introduced straight out to. Again, like I said, this does the cardinal sins that I, I hate. You have the. Stuff that happens later in the movie, happening bef- at the very like beginning of the movie, where uh, John Trent, uh, who is Sam Neill, is being taken into an insane asylum, uh, kicks one of the guys in the balls. <laughs> and my, my favorite part is he's going, he's going, I'm sorry about kicking you in the balls, it was a lucky shot! Please! Let me <laughs> I'm out. not crazy! I'm not crazy! And then John Glover is, is the, I guess the ward
2: of this idea doctor or something like that hospital, yeah. yeah
0: uh he's cranking up the music and of course it's, it's the carpenters it's the
2: carpenters
0: we've only just begun and he's just like oh god not the competence too which the weirdest part is is after you've watched this a couple of times sam neill's accent whatever it is 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 there you know
2: I, I, I think it's new zealand like I, I think it's a so new yeah he's,
0: he's irish but he's also Got a Kiwi accent. So he, was, so.
2: he was born in Ireland, yeah. but then he he That's, moved to New dealing? Zealand. So yeah, yeah. it's probably the New Zealand accent more than anything. It's New just else. like you can kind of hear it
0: in the background every now and then. It's Like I don't throw chips at The driver. And I was like, uh huh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you Thanks, could Sam. pick up. I was like, could, wow, yeah. Sam.
2: It was it was heavy. It was Whoa. heavy, thick in this movie. That
0: was that was a thick accent. Was it was it really hard for you? Were you hanging out with Hugh Laurie and he was having the same problem? <laughs> oh, you call that a, a. You call that an Eldritch Horror? This is an Eldritch Horror. Oh, what? Horror? Eldritch Horror?
2: Oh, Eldritch Horror. Okay, got it. Okay. I didn't understand uh, what you said. Fine. Like, I understood the reference. You call but that, I didn't that a
0: misunderstanding? You. This is a misunderstanding. <laughs>
2: there Me. you go. Better? Me.
0: Okay. So, uh. He, David Warner shows up and is, I guess, somebody working for some kind of government agency trying to prevent the outspread of what are, are the, I guess, the, the changeovers, the, the, the changing, uh, is the way Jürgen Procknow puts it. Uh, but they're trying to prevent the people from causing whatever the epidemic is. One of the reasons why John Trent is stuck in that uh, psychiatric ward. Uh, that and the fact that he acts as somebody, but uh, so.
2: And that kid looked familiar too. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of these people are are the same sets of people that you would recognize. You're like, oh, hey, it's that guy. So, John, uh, Sam Neill's just sitting there uh, smoking. And somehow, made he's just like he only asked for a black crown, and you look inside of his, you know, like padded room, and it's covered in crosses, and you're just sitting there going like, he asked for a black crown. There's crosses everywhere. He made that one black crown last forever because he's still drawing. Like and that?
2: It, it would have been flat by now. <laughs> it had to have been.
0: I can't even go through a big chief thing without running out of like a black crown. You're telling me that he was able to like write over an entire wall and his face? How did he write over his face with a crown? That's the part I don't even understand.
2: And, and let me tell you something. He was really oily because that crown just came right off his face like nothing oh yeah, at the end. Whoop, I mean, he, he's he's having some oil issues.
0: Like uh, clearing up an etch a sketch, it's just like, mm-hmm. yup,
2: yep, yeah. done. That that T zone is horrible.
0: he's, he's, he's got uh, he's got the manly T zone. that will say that. He was he was sweating a lot though, there, especially oh, during the sure. entire movie. It, it was a very very warm day in the entire movie, <laughs> like when it was shot, because he is just sweating. Uh, but we're introduced to him. We we flash back to a couple of days earlier, I guess. Because the time frame at the very end of the movie gets really weird. Uh, But we we flash back to a couple of days earlier where instead of... And this is one of the best parts about the movie... Is we're not told that he's one of the the best uh, insurance investigators ever. We're shown it by having him and uh, another character... Who I swear is in something else. I know that, that guy is in something.
2: Yeah, his boss is in something. I don't know what it yeah, is though. Because
0: so. I, I, you know, I feel really bad because I, I know I recognize him from things like uh, he's one of the other Lambdas from uh, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. He's one of like the main guys from it. Oh, I like the from the main chapter. That's that's all like it's no okay, um, but uh, yeah. So we're we're shown he he catches a guy really really bad. And he does it in a very sassy manner. Uh, so <laughs> he really does. He does, and so it shows that he wins. And then he's like the the guy who's who did the insurance investigation for is really happy with him. He's trying to get him on his team. Sam Neill is refusing, and he's like, "Well, okay, well, I need you to be my my guy for one more time," and, you know. Just you know, and then they they have this conversation where they're trying to. He's doing the backstory about how, like, it's one of my biggest clients, they're missing an author, it's Sutter Kane, and they're just kind of having this nice little talk. Meanwhile, in the background is this giant plate glass window in this diner that they're sitting next to. We're seeing this this guy come out of a bookstore with an axe, being all crazy, walking across the street.
2: Oh, did he come out of a bookstore?
0: He came out of a bookstore. Oh. The bookstore was that was right across is the bookstore that he kills somebody at, too.
2: Oh, yeah. wait! He killed somebody there too. Yes, Ooh. that Samuel at the very end Oh, oh Samuel Sam does. Okay, yeah. got it, got it.
0: So, uh, it's also I think the bookstore that he buys stuff out of.
1: Wow. Yeah, That's a very... That's,
0: it's a it's like one of the four bookstores. The right. bookstore. Yeah. So he uh, the uh, some crazy guy comes out of there, smashes a window. It's like, do you read Sutter Kane?
2: His voice was
0: weird. He's he's somebody too. Like. No, I was like, I wasn't I'm, expecting that voice to come
2: out of that dude.
0: He's a he's a guy though. That's that's one of his. He's his, like,
2: do you read
0: Sutter do Kane? You read Sutter Kane, which is the the main story of this whole thing. Uh, um, who was it? I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> Sam Neill freaked out, doesn't say anything, and then the axe comes up, and then the cops shoot him.
2: So, and then that automatically means that he's going to take the case because, uh, like throughout the rest of the night, he keeps hearing the name Sutter Kane. So he hears Sutter it on the Kane. news and then he hears it somewhere else. Um, and then he ends up going to the publisher's office or the, the not publisher agency, I guess. Is it a publishing agency?
0: It's a, it's a publisher. Yeah. Okay. There, so, he's, Sutter Kane apparently is, is one of the tent poles of this thing, which I, I love that whole bit.
2: And one of the, one, yeah, she, uh. She makes a, a that one of the ladies makes a note of um, to say he's uh, bigger than Stephen King. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: that's one of the things that she says.
0: Bernie Casey. Oh, Bernie that, Casey is the guy. He's in *Bill and Ted*. Yes, he's, he's the guy at the the uh, in the future.
2: Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Um, anyways, so
0: now I'm having to look all these people up. I'm Like, <laughs> I know who these these people are. Let's look
2: at them. We're just gonna keep like yep. as as he finds them, he's gonna. There's just, just, cut just me off so and... many people in there. It's, it's it's jam-packed
0: with people. You're just like, man, who knew what? <laughs> like, what did, what did you know about these people?
2: I mean, should we break it down so that way we don't explain the entire plot?
0: Well, I mean, I figure we can just keep explaining, but uh, yeah, whatever you'd like to do.
2: I mean, that's a two-hour long movie.
0: Yeah. Well, basically <laughs> what happens is, is that Charlton Heston, who is the, uh, the the main publisher guy, sends Sam Neill and our main lady uh, with... Uh, to out to to go find Sutter Kane. Sam Neil figures out how to find Sutter Kane by taking the artwork that is on all the Sutter Kane books and piecing them together into a big map of uh, New Hampshire. So they roll out there, and then crazy shit starts happening. Um, they're they're out, they're lost, and uh, what's her name in this one? Styles.
2: Styles for her last name. Like, I don't. Stiles. I don't know if It was, was her... Styles,
0: right? It was, or is it something else? I don't
2: know if what her. Yeah, I don't know if that's her first oh, name yeah, or last name.
0: Because it's Styles. Okay, so Styles is driving. So uh, the girl, Julie Carmen, uh, is driving, and and she sees a she's a kid uh, riding his bike in the middle of the night. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on. And then he it, it passes, and she's like, "Oh, huh, that was weird." And then she sees an old guy dressed exactly like the kid riding towards him. I
2: thought it was she's the like, kid again.
0: No, that was the old guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was it was the old guy version of him.
2: Okay, so It was, the- it was like, hmm.
0: That was really odd. Maybe I should wake up Sam Neill about this. No, I guess not. But let me go ahead and take my eyes off the road, even though I've seen some crazy-ass shit in the last five let seconds. Let me look at the map. Let me look at the map. And then, uh-oh, Spaghetti-o, the uh, the old guy. It's like, oh, shit. So they slam on the brakes. Sam Neill comes out. They look at him. And he's like, don't worry. I'll I'll, I'll go back and, and help him. Sam Neill runs to the, uh, the car to go get him a blanket. And the kid, the whole time, is saying, "He won't let me leave. He won't let me out. I can't get out. He won't let me out."
2: No. Yeah, so it's like it's the old guy has a young guy's voice. Yeah,
0: has a, it's a child's voice coming out of this really like decrepitly old old, old man. guy.
2: It was that, that was unsettling. Yes. Um, yeah.
0: And then Sam Neil starts walking back, and huh huh huh. The old guy is up on the bike and pedaling
2: away, pedaling off. <laughs> And then they get back in the car and, you know, after she's she's just fucking driving, after she had just hit somebody, he still makes her drive. So she drives, she's still all seeing weird shit. Mm -hmm. It ends up, the lines end up fading on the road. She's just driving in complete, complete black. She looks down, there's all these clouds clouds. and shit, like she's flying in the air. This whole thing was just weird. Um, And then, you know, she's crossing a bridge, and suddenly they find... Like a bridge is a
0: Madison County kind of bridge, too. It was like a a sweet little bridge, and then suddenly we're in Hobbs End.
2: Yeah, so that's how they get to Hobbs End. Basically, they have no idea how the hell they got to Hobbs End. Nope. Uh, Sam Neill wakes up and is like, oh, man, Styles, you found it. Good job. Good job. You did well. They go to a um, hotel. Yep. The hotel is in the book, pretty much... Every single thing that they're, they are seeing and experiencing is in this book, it's in, in the, the rough books. draft. It's, right? It's,
0: no, no, it's all the books. Oh, okay. So okay. Hobbsend End is Castle Rock or D- uh, Dairy, yeah, uh, for
2: for uh, Stephen King,
0: for Sutter Kane, yeah. Stephen King. Yes, yeah, Stephen King's is is the thing, but it's the same kind of concept. So everything that happens in those places, she knows. So she looks at uh, really honestly. I would say it's more like Discworld. Uh, just because in Dairy, I don't think he keeps the continuity. Like he doesn't have like a street map. You know, you never really get the place names and all that kind of stuff in the the Dairy stuff. But you do get that in in the uh, the Discworld thing. So you, she's sitting there, and they they even have this whole semantic argument. It's just like if uh, you know, like this were a Sutter Kane book, if I looked out that window, well, I'd see a, a Byzantine church with uh, you know black spires and gold onions on top and they open the door and there's nothing It's like you didn't pay attention to it. the view was from the east and they open the door and god damn it if there isn't this giant byzantine church out there
2: it's so weird it's like it's odd it's it's so odd that it would be right there Well,
0: the weirdest part is is that church that they're they're showing this this gothic it's it's very it's it's uh it's it's creepy it's a, like a, like a Coptic Christian one. So it's, it's very, well, not even Coptic. It's, it's like the Eastern Orthodox. So it's got like the onions. It's got the domes. It's got uh, a very, uh, you know, striking uh, architecture out in the middle of this, this field by itself with black, t- like, towers on top of these with uh, gold on top. And you, you walk up there and you're just like, man, this is really creepy. I can't believe they built this for the movie. No, they didn't. That's an actual church. People go to church there every day.
1: That's weird.
0: Yeah, it's creepy. It's into like Toronto though, so it's like, oh, you know, and like I mean, I I guess you could find like the creepiest ass church that you could possibly find and be like, oh, it's that one.
2: But it's still like it's in like a farm area.
0: It's uh, it's that that whole church area. I don't yeah. know if it's the same farm area or whatever. Oh, okay. But that the way that that church was is that church.
1: That's how it looks.
0: Yeah, that's how it looks. Gosh. When you think of it that way, I mean, it's like wow, that's. That's freaky. Yeah, that's,
1: um, that's crazy.
0: They go up to the church. They check it out. It's like, eh, there's nothing going on here. And then we see the rednecks coming out. There's a dozen or so uh, cars just driving up with shotguns, and there's Vigo, and he's like, hi, hey, Vigo, want my kiddos back." And yeah. then, then,
2: uh, <laughs> then you see Sutter Kane.
0: Yep, Jurgen are you're, you're, you're
2: introduced to Sutter Kane.
0: He's really creepy. He looks like Steve Jobs, but like a combination of Steve Jobs and the way he talks always
2: creeps me out. Jurgen Progno? yeah. Oh, I love that guy. No, like it's just very, it, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's the way that he enunciates everything.
0: Oh yeah. Well, it's it's you know that's just his his, his accent.
2: Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Well, he makes uh, a good bad guy.
0: It's it's after this that uh, the scary shit starts happening. Uh, styles goes slowly crazy. Uh, the. Little old lady turns out to be her name is Mrs. Pickman, like Pickman's model from H.P. Lovecraft. This is very Lovecraftian uh, in the whole setup.
1: You know
2: what? I never got that, uh, and now I got it. Yeah, now you do. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah. okay.
0: So everything that's happening in this is the the implication, and it's kind of spelled out to us later on, is that Jurgen proc now as Sutter Kane. Was writing these stories. Uh, What he became was an outlet for old ones. And the more people who believe in his books, the easier it is for the old ones to kind of punch their way through. Jurgen Prock now has amassed so much power uh, because he's basically the Stephen King of this world. Back when Stephen King was super popular.
2: He still is.
0: Yeah, but not as much as he was.
2: No, he still is. Not as much as he was. Whatever.
0: Not after the third time that he retired. But he's amassed so much power that he is being able to affect the world now. And the final book uh, has gotten everybody hyped up. They've been everybody's ready to read it. Uh, that they once they have read it, uh, it allows it gives the the elder beings the the outsiders whatever you want to call them uh, the power to, to punch a hole through the whatever it is that's keeping this world uh, away from them now. You know, there's a lot of stuff I, I love in these these things because I, they haven't done a whole lot of good, HP Lovecraft, books like or movies. I'm sorry, they haven't made a whole lot of good movies out of the books. There's what like I mean, you can count a couple of them. There was Dagon. There was.
2: I was gonna say I really like Dagon. Yeah,
0: but Dagon was also kind of kind of funky.
2: Well, I think it was it was it wasn't as big of a budget as they needed, yeah. but and, I mean, and, it was still good though considering.
0: No. Uh, well, yeah. and I'm, I'm just saying, like, it was a fun movie, but it wasn't a good H.P. Lovecraft story. And then you also have the Necronomicon uh, movie that came out uh, with uh, Jeffrey Combs, a couple of other people in there. That one was also kind of like, eh. And then you have a bunch of the ones that are supposed to be based on it, Reanimator, that kind of stuff, uh, From Beyond, which also had Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs does a lot of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Yeah.
2: Know? Yeah, he That's does. It's weird. <laughs>
0: it's they just don't do enough of the the creepy there's something watching you and trying to get out and it's you can't understand it uh situation they do really good in this one though that's one of the main reasons why i love it is because there is just this pervasive feeling that doesn't matter what you do doesn't matter how hard you fight or anything like that you're screwed there was never any way to win in this one uh and like like i said i I don't like those situations normally in in books uh i'm I'm very kirk on this one I don't believe in the no win scenario but there was a never win scenario in this situation at the apparently Jürgen pronow's character uh shut is so powerful that he's wrote sam Neill uh into existence John Trent is just a figment of his imagination a a an agent of his decision to to help these creatures cross over, they are that point. They, he's he's just a he's basically the FedEx of this this world. He is the one little morsel that comes in and then goes back out to take the the manuscript uh, to be taken to uh, Charlton Heston, who then turns it into a book and a movie. Yep. Um, I, I love it. I, I you know I there was never at any point uh, the the system the. Really, if you look at it from that point, everything was working as intended. Uh, the the end of the world was what this whole machine was being moved towards. Uh, Jurgen Prock now set it into motion, and uh, Sam Neill is just a, a tiny cogwheel that's just spinning out. You know, as much as he doesn't want to spin, he's spinning the way that he's supposed to be spinning.
2: And in this, and in this whole scenario, he does the things that you would think of to do. Okay, well. You know, don't take the book. Why don't you just leave the book wherever, you know, just leave the book. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know, burn the book. Do anything else except for deliver the book to the publisher. Mm -hmm. And he does all those things. He burns the book. He leaves it in like a random place. And it just keeps getting sent back to him. Um,
0: And then it's, it just, it doesn't come back. And then it's a, what are you talking about? You dropped that off. 7 weeks ago. We've been in print forever. The or movie's months, co- months ago. Yeah. yeah something like that. Months yeah.
2: ago. It's been in, um it's already been out in bookstores for 7 weeks and the movie's, movie's going to come, come out next month. Yeah. So it's like no matter what he does, it doesn't it didn't matter. Yep. And that's where John was talking about wherever the the timeline gets a little funky because it went from him just getting back to you know, oh no, I saw you you know, however many months ago. So that's that's the ti- That's the where the timeline gets a little funky because, mm-hmm. you know, Sam Neill right after that goes crazy uh, without really actually becoming crazy. Technically, he's the only person that's still sane mm-hmm. um, and then goes on a killing spree. But it seems like, you know, it just happens, you know, in a you know, after a very, very short amount of time mm-hmm. when in actuality it happens months later mm-hmm. after he's already been back. Um, and then, you know, that's wherever after, you know, after he realizes that he, um, Sam Neill kills somebody, um, because his eye, the, the, the guy who reads it, his eyes are bleeding and he's like, are you enjoying the book? And he says, oh yeah, I love it. He goes, oh good. Well then you, how, how does he say it? You'll, you,
0: you, you probably saw this coming or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And
2: then he axes him in the head. Um, therefore, you know, bringing us back to the very beginning of the movie, which is Sam Neill in an insane, An insane asylum. asylum. Um,
0: Talking to David Warner.
2: Yeah, and even and even after that, it still continues on for a little while, mm-hmm. and you know, take it from there.
0: Well, after that point, uh, the David Warner walks out and uh, talks to John Glover, who's John Glover's his his I guess the psych ward guy, and he's uh, I've, I've already said that. Uh, John Glover is sitting there going like, oh, so so was he helpful? And David Warner's like, nope, he's a nut job. He, you know, Everything that he says is BS. Can't be whatever. Uh, he blames it all on Sutter Kane. John Glover's like, "Do you read Sutter Kane?" David Warner's like, "I'm gonna get the fuck out of here." <laughs> like, uh, me? It's, it's all bullshit, uh, except when it's not. Later. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: so we we sit there for a couple of minutes. It's nighttime, and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, it looks like either the crazy people somehow read things, or maybe I the think- monsters just.
2: I think ran. it looks like that the monsters that he was running away from, like, because they're all tentacly.
0: Well, that they, the monsters are the people now.
2: Oh, that's is, right. That's right. Is yeah. Is the
0: concept. So it's either they read the book, or they somehow got inside of the insane asylum. It, it doesn't really matter. What it matters is, is that at the end of it, in the morning, Sam Neil walks out of the insane asylum uh, with. There's paper everywhere. There's blood smears on the walls. There's all this, like, just damage from everything. He's walking outside. There's a, uh, uh, I guess, a shortwave radio guy trying to give the whole thing. There's, these people have turned into monsters. Some of them are mutating. And you know, it's, it's, we're gonna stay on as long as we can. Don't don't let anybody, family members, friends, just don't let anybody in there. If you are safe, just stay safe, hunker down. You know, kind of thing. And Sam Neill, walking around. There's some crazy folk in the background. You don't really see too too much of them, but they're probably mutating the way that the, the townsfolk and the hubs had started doing. Uh, and he he walks into a theater playing In the Mouth of Madness, starring John Trent. Uh, he picks up a, a bucket of popcorn, sits down in an empty movie theater as the movie starts playing, and starts to go crazy as he watches In the Mouth of Madness.
1: <laughs> Which is his movie.
0: Yep. And it, it is starring... Sam Neill you know so Sam Neill watching Sam Neill and going crazy and crying uh, and then it ends with uh, basically what it sounds like Sandman but it's not Enter uh, Sandman it's
2: I didn't yeah, know what it was it's, it's, it it. It's,
0: it's a John Carpenter so if you remember John Carpenter movies especially like Big Trouble in Little China and, and uh, not so much The Thing um, but those kind of like you know Escape from New York kind of stuff and they had the, the weird John Carpenter like you know Prince of Darkness did it too uh, where they had these like weird instrumental songs that were like, oh, this is this is kind of jamming. I like it. Uh, this is very much a post-grunge uh, movement, like 1994. It's very 1994. Very
1: Metallica. Yeah,
0: it, it sounded almost like Inner Sandman. I was like, oh, hey, it's Inner Sandman. And then I was like, no, it's not. It's not Inner Sandman. What are you doing, John Carpenter? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, I love this movie. If you have not seen it watch this movie watch this movie watch prince of darkness watch the thing uh make it a john carpenter night Go if you and have
2: it. not seen the thing i would i would be very disappointed
0: yeah you need the okay out of out of all of them you should probably watch the thing more than this one uh but it really the hierarchy goes thing then in the mouth of madness then prince of darkness for me uh, although I, I really like prince of darkness too
2: he um, really likes Prince I of Darkness. I really like Prince of Darkness. It's,
0: <laughs> the, the way Prince of Darkness was described to me in my uh, old like TV guide was a jar of liquid Satan terrorizes people in a church. I, I will never forget the jar of liquid Satan. I know. Carpenter had three beautiful things. He had uh, a creepy book story with Sam Neill in it. He had a uh, creepy ice Thing happening in Alien with that's what? Are
1: you talking about the thing? Yeah. It
0: but was it, was, it, it was yeah it was an alien in there. Just, I thought you were trying to say alien like the movie I was like
2: No! Oh, it was, it was a creepy alien. <laughs> not, what
0: are you talking about I from?
2: know I already messed it up earlier. Right? And
0: then you had um gosh so many people in Egg Shen you had uh, the uh, guy actually no the the little the the other guy who was in there that one too. That's so many people uh, Alice Cooper's in, in the other one. Anyway back on to this movie. <laughs> uh, I think we've pretty much kind of kind of set everything on it. Uh since you guys kind of have my idea on it, um I'll go ahead and let Mandy give you her rating on it.
2: Um I actually out, out of I mean compared to to Prince of Darkness or whatever, um I actually give this one a 7 out of 10. Okay. 7 what? 7 Creepy tentacle monsters.
0: Okay. Just out of 10. You're
2: going
0: you're gonna to explain it. Why?
2: Why what? Why? Why seven? Well, we just explained the whole damn I movie. We I mean, We explained the whole movie, but why, what,
0: what was there parts that you didn't like about
2: it? Did you want me to give it? do yeah. You want me to give it 10 I wanna,
0: 10? Hear, No, no. I, just give me the seven. Like, why why seven? Is, is the thing. It's not the just, best movie I've ever cause, seen. Because they've heard me definitely. gush around the whole thing. Give them the reason why it shouldn't shouldn't be oh my God. temper their expectations
2: because it's not event horizon
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Well,
2: then... but sam mill does a fantastic job he's mm-hmm. a great actor he's 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 very likable in all of his movies regardless if he's being you know kind of a jerk or not um the it was easy enough to follow for me um this is not the first time i've seen it so that probably helps a little bit um there are a couple of odd things um the the piece that actually throws me off always is the part wherever um Sutter kane tears his face off and it's like a pieces of a book mm-hmm. that always that always throws me off a little bit. I think that was a really um really new way to do things um yeah on it, honestly i I mean it is a good movie it is a good movie it's not a ten out of ten for me, but a seven out of ten is still pretty good, so mm-hmm. take it.
0: No, I just, I, you know, I wanted you to help temper their expectations. They've been hearing me like, I, I am, strangely enough, like I said, this is my favorite movie, but uh, I'm not going to give it a 10. I'm going to give it a 9.
2: Really? For your uh, own movie?
0: Well, yeah. And the reason why is because if it was perfect, I would hate it. There would be a reason why I would, I, it, it would it would get to that uncanny valley part. Uh, and I wouldn't have fun with it anymore.
1: Did we have, have we had a 10 out of 10 yet?
0: Not yet. I think maybe we did, like, maybe earlier, but... Ten out of ten is, is a very hard.
1: Was it the babysitter? No, that was eight. Oh, okay. Hmm. Ten,
0: a ten, a perfect movie is not perfect for me. It has to have something. It has to have some oddity, like uh, like uh, Julie Carmen's uh, weird like wandering eye thing going on. You know, it have to have something like her that. droopy eye thing. Her droopy, yeah. She just had these like, she was like hi, the whole time. You had to have weird bits like uh, the the goofiness with the stop motion animation. The weird kid who's saying, you're my mommy now. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> that like, there's no way that you can have this be a 10 out of 10. I know it can't be a 10 out of 10. It's still my favorite because I love it. Uh, and I, I really do love this. So I'm going to go ahead and give it nine accidental but really lucky ball shots out of 10. Uh, because <laughs> it's... It's got Sam Samuel. <laughs> it's, it's just there's an older lady with swollen testicles who says that you wanted to get out. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. It's really, again, if you you have to watch, you know, one movie, out of the entire Apocalypse trilogy, watch the thing, because that's that's a socially acceptable movie to watch and you can talk about it. If you can watch all three, watch all three. Donald Pleasants in in. Uh, prince of darkness is hilarious but if you can't and you can only watch two of them definitely watch in the mouth of madness sam neill is awesome if you ever have gotten into a book series or like a gotten into a particular writer and you you know you get that kind of feel to where it's like wow these are really kind of cool it's like what if but what if the world was like this you know kind of situations uh you'd love this movie Uh, I think pretty much anybody can enjoy this movie. Uh, Just try to watch it a couple of times uh, if you you really have a problem. Like, if you didn't like it the first time, try watching it again. Because after you've seen it a couple of times, all the pieces start to fall into place. There's stuff that's going on that sometimes you're just like, wait, how did that? And you're like, oh, now I get it. But, again... I really like this movie, and I'm I'm really excited about it. But what did you feel about it? Did you watch it? Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Uh, is there uh, something that I missed that uh, that you you know think that I should be talking about? How uh, Vigo blows his head off? How the uh, the little kids ate the dog's leg? What else do you is, do you want to talk about? They uh, ate the dog leg. Yes, that's that was the whole point. They were chasing the dog to eat it.
2: <gasps> I didn't know that.
0: That's why the dog walks away with three legs.
2: I just thought that he was a really good runner with three legs.
0: Then the children were chasing after him and covered in blood?
2: I didn't see the And they were blood, evil? But, well, I figured they were evil. I didn't know what all that was about. Okay, see, so you learn something new every time exactly.
0: you watch it. Exactly. So, uh, but if you haven't, or, or you do want to learn uh, more new things, or you, you want to watch a different movie, or you want to talk about anything else, reach out to us at esat3am at gmail.com, or our Twitter, at esat3am, or Facebook... Or our website at uh,
2: esat3am.com. There we go. Bam.
0: (laughs) Got it. Uh, And we will see y'all next time. Uh, We're getting to the end of our Halloween time. Uh, Next up is going to be another one of our duplexes. So we're really excited about that. Yep. And uh, we will see y'all next time.
1: See y'all then.